Hello, and welcome to the Vitality Women Leading Audaciously podcast. I am Jennifer Helene, CEO of Purposeful Ventures, devoted to naturally innovative solutions for the realignment of humanity. We believe that stories connect us, dismantling the illusion of separation, causing healing. This interview will be 20 to 30 minutes long, and I look forward to sharing on Common Ground. Hello and welcome to Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. Today, I'm super excited to be with Jennifer King. She is the part of the ambassador team at the United Disability Services. And uh, it is just so exciting to learn about her, um, how she got to the United Disability Services um, and all of the ins and outs of what they are doing and what she's up to. So welcome to the show, Jennifer. Okay, thank you so much, Helene. I appreciate you having us on. It's my pleasure. And um, you're in Pennsylvania. Yes. So we're in beautiful Lancaster County. Yeah, it is so beautiful there. Rolling springs and hills. And it's just really a um, very special place. Lots of um, lots of farms. Yes, we are right in the heart of Amish country. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of beautiful farms, landscaping, but we're close enough to the beach that we can still get there within a day's drive, but we're close enough to the mountains as well. So mm. we're pretty much right, right smack in the middle of both the best of both worlds here. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. So when I first looked up uh, Jennifer's information, I was like, I, it was, she's actually, you're actually the first guest that I've had um, that is like really purely in this service mode. Um, and so I just would love to hear a little bit about your story and how you came to uh, work for and with uh, the ambassador team at the United Disability Services. Well, sure. Well, United Disabilities has been helping people in Pennsylvania for over 57 years. So, and one of our big fundraisers is we have a gift wrap booth here at one of our local malls. So as a little girl, we would always put a certain amount of money aside to come over and get at least one or two of our presents wrapped here to benefit the United Disability Services. Of course, as a child, I didn't understand what they were doing. I just liked the pretty paper and the pretty bows. So, and then as an adult, going through the same mall years later, I saw these amazing animals walking around. And I've always been a dog lover. So, but to see the volunteers walking with our dogs in the mall, and I just thought, I would really like to do something like that. Um, something that would benefit other people through the power of four paws and a wet nose. Mm -hmm. So I reached out to our program manager here and I started volunteering five and a half years ago. And through that, I actually, I came right straight from a V5K. It was a color run. So I showed up at my interview. I had blue chalk in my nose and in my ears. It was, (laughs) I was quite the, the scene. But sitting down and the one trainer brought in, her name was Jersey. Uh, And just seeing her work with this incredible animal right in front of me and what they're teaching these animals to do for people with mobility disabilities, I I was hooked. So so I started volunteering and I've been shortly thereafter, I was invited to come and join the team here at United Disability Services, which honestly, I can say is a dream come true. I have been blessed beyond all measure to be part of this organization and to see the puzzle pieces come together to make a really beautiful picture for what we do and why we do what we do. 
Mm, that's so profound. And I think that, you know, we see service animals here and there, but I don't think we fully understand the impact uh, a service animal has on the life of somebody who's disabled with MS or autism or uh, any number of, of disorders. I mean, what these these service dogs you use for, for which types of disabilities? Where do you place these dogs? Well, we place our dogs with people who have mobility disabilities. So MS, um, strokes, cerebral palsy, we also do um, dogs for children with autism. We're placing more of our dogs as well in facilities such as schools, elementary schools, intermediate, junior high, high schools, and also in nursing homes as well. And I'll confess to you, Helene, that if I would have had a dog when I was in school, I would have enjoyed school a lot more. Mm. We are seeing the power that these dogs are having for our students, especially nowadays with a lot of the anxiety and fears that our children are facing going to school, mm -hmm. um, that the dog can just keep the child in the classroom. Um, our children who are in special learning classes, instead of removing them from the class to let them try and settle down and find their center again, the docs are actually allowing the children to stay in the classroom and continue learning as well. And then they're not labeled as that kid that had to be removed. So the stigma is also disappearing for children who have special needs as well. Yeah, right. I, I completely, I, I'm saying right, because my daughter went to an elementary school that had uh, their, you know, service dogs integrated into the campus. Mm -hmm. And it was, um, it was a huge part of my daughter's life, especially when she was being bullied, or she felt left out. Um, yeah. She knew that she could always go to the dogs, you know, to have a friend at lunch or to calm down, like you're describing, it was a really big part of, of her, of her special needs. Um, she was in a dyslexic school. Okay. Yeah, and it was really, it was really profound. So I, I can testify to that firsthand. Yes. So what a fulfilling, what a fulfilling like life that you must have with these, with these animals, and then these people who are in need and matching them. Yeah, it really is a beautiful thing, and I, it's daily that I will pinch myself. I'm like, is this really my job? Do I really get to do this? Um, every day, and <laughs> it's not all glorious. I mean, there's a lot of paperwork and you know pencil oh. pushing, but. Mm -hmm. um, that moment when you see a person come in for an interview and we do meet the dogs and sometimes it is hearts and rainbows and there's an instant connection. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it takes a couple of times for them to meet a few dogs until they make a, um, that forever connection with their, their dog. But when that happens, it is just like, this is why we do what we do. The stories, we just had graduation for nine of our dogs. So we had some of them replaced as service dogs, a few replaced as facility dogs in schools. And then we had two that were actually graduated as our ambassador dogs. So our ambassador dogs go out into the community and will show people what a trained service dog can do. So I've been with my ambassador dog, Nova, for five and a half years now. Uh, so she just turned seven. She's mm. wonderful. Um, but we found out early on that Nova had a very small heart murmur, so we couldn't place her as a service dog, but she loves to work. So for this, it was perfect because she was typically the first dog that I really worked with in um, the volunteer capacity. So my then boss came to me and said, would you like to keep her and make her an ambassador dog? So I looked at her, I said, I, I don't have to give her up. 
she said, no, she said, you can keep her, but if you don't want to, we'll give her a career change and let her be a pet. So Nova and I I have been together. She still gets to work. It's still a really good um, situation for her because it's not a daily thing. Um, She can lay under my desk with me here at work or, but she still gets to go out and show people what a trained service dog can do. And we walk in and the tail is wagging and she knows what she needs to do. And she loves that, that opportunity to, to show what the, an impact service dogs are doing. Can you show her, I don't, for those of you, not everyone's yeah. going to be able to see her because uh, this is mostly mm-hmm. going to be distributed via audio, but if you want to hop over to YouTube and check out this video, you can see Nova, Nova. She's come on the screen in just a second. Um, Nova. So exciting. Okay. I'm so, I, I just love Nova. dogs. Oh, there she is. So this is Nova. You want to say hi to Halim? Hi, Nova. Hi. yes well we like we love working with labs because they're highly food motivated oh yes yeah i I just recently got a well six years ago now i got a uh, a labradoodle and she's um i just didn't really i got it for my daughter because i wanted her to have uh, an animal she's an only child and um you know of course she's become my dog And I That's love usually being, how it goes. I love being a dog owner. Um, but I think she would be better suited, honestly, to be a service animal. I think she I, I can tell that she just loves to be with children. She loves to help. She loves to she goes to people. She's just she I just think she'd be uh, like have a much more fulfilling life if she were a service animal. Um, are you only located in Pennsylvania? Or are, are there branches throughout the nation? Uh, UDS is specifically for um, the eastern coast. So we serve all of Pennsylvania. We also are in Maryland, New Jersey, Delaware, and parts of Virginia. Mm-hmm. The service dog hub is within five hours of Lancaster. Okay, so got it. Fact, yep. So one of our dogs is actually being placed in Manhattan. So they just started their team training. So we're very excited for him to go. Mm, that's really exciting. So if somebody wanted to get involved, um, could they also volunteer on the ambassador team? Um, and that, yes, so they could. Um, we have very many different levels of volunteering as well. A couple of our volunteers actually host our ambassador dogs. Um, or if there are people uh, time-wise, maybe they can only do an hour a week or an hour every other week. They can come into our facility here. We offer classes um, a couple of times on Mondays and then there's a Wednesday afternoon class uh, if that would suit their schedule they can come in here and actually work one of our kennel dogs. And then at the end of the class, they can put the dog back in in the kennel and then they can go home. So some of our volunteers actually live in apartments where they're not allowed to have dogs, but they miss that connection of having a furry friend. So this for them is perfect. Um, Then we also have other opportunities for people um, to be puppy raisers, which is a, a big need that we have right now um, we bring our puppies into our program when they're eight months, um, when they're eight weeks old. So imagine this cute, fuzzy little being coming in. But for two months, we keep them here locally just to um, help them get established a little bit, make sure that there aren't any kind of health issues before we send them off to prison. So when our puppies are four months old, we send them to uh, one of the prisons that we work with here in Lanc- or in the Pennsylvania state. And the inmates are doing training for us. Mm. And I I love this part of the training because it is honestly 24-7 training for the dogs. 
um, they live in the cells with the with their inmates. They each have two handlers. Their crate is in the cell with them. The gentleman will teach them and they learn not only how to do commands, but they also learn basic vet care for them as well um, and grooming, like how to clean their nails or um, how to trim nails and clean ears and teeth. Um, then when the dog is about a year old, they're returned here to Lancaster County. And so then we need another home to host what we call our intermediate dogs. And they will stay in that home for about six months if the person would like to actually have a service dog in training in their home. And then the final stage is when the dog comes back here to UDS and goes into the kennel. Nice, nice. So if you live in Lancaster and you're listening, um, can they reach out to you, Jennifer, to get more information about how they can get involved with the volunteering? Yes, they can. And they can also go right onto our website, which is uh, udservices.org. And there's information on volunteering there as well. Mm, so powerful. You know, the power, the healing power of animals, especially dogs. Oh, yes. Yeah. I really we, wasn't a dog person, you know, but uh, now I'm a complete dog person. <laughs> I, like, I feel like I'm cheating on my dog if I go anywhere without her, actually. Well, welcome to the dark side. We have dog treats. So <laughs> love that. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Um, and you're also doing some initiatives, aren't you, to raise awareness around the power of service animals. You had talked about a virtual 5K. Um, so I'd love to hear more about this community building initiative that, um, that, that you guys are you're doing. So this is actually our fifth year doing a virtual 5K. Uh, we decided to get on that track uh, a few years ago instead of doing a live one. Uh, a virtual 5K, I love I love this because it you can tailor it to meet your needs time-wise, um, activity-wise, whatever you'd like to do. So it started September 1st. It goes up to Thanksgiving Day. You can participate with your 5K however you want. We've had people that have done, uh, that like to run. We have hikers, we have ruckers. We have people that have kayaked and we have had people that have chosen their favorite form of exercise equipment, um, whether it be an elliptical, their treadmill or a rower. You can do it whenever you want to up until Thanksgiving day and you can do it however you want to. Some of our participants are actually in wheelchairs. So we really have to think outside the box and we encourage our people to be as creative as what they would like to. Um, and then they can send in their results to us, any pictures and we share them on our social media. Oh, that's great. What a great way to you know, work together towards a, a worthy aim. Yes. So, and we actually have people that will register their dogs as well. <laughs> so if you have your, if you have a, your furry friend that would like to go for a nice long walk, it's a good way to kill two birds with one stone, do yes. a 5k and take your dog for a walk at the same time. <laughs> so is the, is the UDS a, um, a not-for-profit or is it funded by the state or is it philanthropically funded? If you don't mind me asking. No, uh, we are a 5013C. So we are a nonprofit. The service dogs program does not receive any type of funding through the government or through the state. All of the funds that we raise for our program is through a lot of fundraising. We have some wonderful people who donate to our to our program and who support. We have sponsorships. If um, people would like to sponsor a dog, 
Uh, we have those opportunities as well. Two of the most expensive things that we have in our program, Helene, are vet care and dog food. Mm -hmm. So we have right. some people that have, um, will sponsor a dog for two years. So, and it's $60 a month to feed the dog. So um, we've had people that have committed to doing that, uh, which is just a, a huge blessing. Yeah. Have, yeah. Or people that are, will say, we'll cover all of the vet care. Um, there are a lot of different things go. It takes about $30,000 to put a dog through the program, mm. including all of their vetting, all of the equipment, their food, um, and the training that we, we need to put into these amazing animals to do what they do to change a life. Yeah. And I mean, it's a great gift to give somebody. I mean, I know many affluent people who really just don't want anything. They don't need anything. And this, this kind of gift is something you can give to somebody who, you know, it's a great gift for somebody who loves animals or whose lives have been touched by, by an animal. Um, you know, $60 a month is really something that's very, very modest, yeah. you know, to be able to feed is, minimum. It is truly a life-changing gift um, to allow a person to live as independently as possible. One of my favorite teams is a young man and his um, dog that they've been together for eight years now. And his dog actually will go and alert his mom if he needs something. So, or he will say to his dog and give him a colored bandana and say, go find mom. And the dog will take the bandana. So a blue bandana will be, I need something to drink. Um, a red bandana will be, hey, I'm getting hungry. And the dog will find the mom in the home and she'll be like, oh, he needs a drink or, oh, he's he's getting hungry. Um, and that's something that the client actually thought of. He's just like, you know, his room was on the opposite side of where his mom's office is. So he thought of that himself. But this young man actually works outside the home because of having a service dog with him you know, that is able to to give him a, a sense of independence that he did not have beforehand. That's incredible. And I know that that's one story of hundreds, if not thousands of stories that are very similar. Yes. So our facility dogs, Helene, and you've you know experienced it with your daughter. Um, one of our teams, I, I love that he's a Labradoodle as well. Uh, actually, he just retired. His handler was the principal at one of the, our local elementary schools. She just retired, so Duncan actually retired as well. Mm. But when he was at the school, um, the one day they were in her office and Duncan just got up and he started to walk out of her office and she thought, I'm going to follow him. He walked down their, their school hall around the corner and into the, one of their special learning classes, went up to one of the students who was actually starting to have a meltdown. Mm. And he sat beside this, this young man without being called down or he was just led. And his handler said, I don't know how he knew how to do that because it wasn't right across the hall. Wow. So he went up to this wonderful, you know, through this little boy and sat down, I know, um, and just waited. And the, the little boy was able to pet him. And there's something healing about putting your fingers in dog fur. Yeah, your stress and your anxiety just melts away and they absorb it. Yeah. And there was even some studies done recently that showed that like the heartbeat starts to harmonize. Mm -hmm. Oh, heartbeat, okay. Yeah. The heartbeat changes. So the dog will start to harmonize to 
the person, but um, that's what they measured. But it, I bet you it's, it's the same. Or the person could also harmonize to the dog, where the dog holds the calmness. Um, there, there's no denying the healing presence. But that is such a powerful story. I mean, it started. I started to tear up. Yeah. <laughs> it's really. And then, and then when the child had calmed down enough, Duncan got up and he walked back to the office. So, but it allowed the child to stay in the classroom to continue learning instead of breaking that cycle. And there. He was actually able to work through his feelings quicker as well. Yeah. So instead I mean, of being isolated. And yeah. yeah. How many times have you, has your, you know, your, it's almost every time there's either a lot of love, a lot of excitement or a lot of sadness that the dogs will come. I have three now and they're, and they just, they know, they just feel it. Right. They're just so much more tuned and, and, and clear about that. They really do. Well, we're coming um, to the end of the interview. I guess I could go on for all day about this. It's so interesting. I could too. Yes. <laughs> Um, but you are a mom. I am. And, yeah. And so uh, you work full time or you work a lot and you have you mm-hmm. know, your, your motherhood responsibilities, your household. How do you maintain your vitality? I do. So I do work full time. And part of keeping my cup full is the job that I have, which is very um, satisfying and it's it's heartwarming and it fills my heart. Mm. But I also make sure that I take time. Um, I was brought up in a home where my mother um, was a full-time worker as well, but did not take care of herself. So was morbidly obese, um, stressed. Um, so as a young child, I always thought I, I really don't want to live my life that way. So I make sure that I take some core time for myself. I exercise. I try to eat eat well. There are days that I can eat like a supermodel and then other times I eat like I'm a kid in a candy store. Um, but I try to make sure that I, I have that time for myself, even 15 minutes just to unplug and, and just do some deep breathing. Mm. Um, or wow. if I can tell when I'm getting really stressed at my desk because the, the shoulders start to go up mm-hmm. and I will look at Nova and I'm like, let's go for a walk. And we go out and we change our, our perspective. We change our attitude we go for a walk, we come back in and we center again and life continues. Nice. Yeah. I love that. It's so simple, right? Yeah. It, it can to, be. Yeah. It doesn't have to be something elaborate, right? It could be a, a 15 minute walk, just the awareness around your breath mm-hmm. um, and having a job that you love. That's huge. Yes, it is. Very yeah. Well, um, so people would like to, to have, find out more information. Where should they go? So if they want to sign up for the V5K, Helene, they can go to udservices.org backslash V5K. If they'd like to find out more about United Disability as a whole, they can go to udservices.org and that will list all of the different things that we do here at United Disability. It's not just the dogs, although we do like to say they are four-legged billboards. Um, and when people will ask you about UDS, they're like, oh, you do the dogs. Yes, we do. But we also have other programs here that are life-changing, like our custom wheelchair seating department, where a person who might have a spinal deformity, they will actually custom make a wheelchair for them. So instead of being hunched over in a typical wheelchair, this actually helps them to sit straighter and to sit up. They're able to look at the person in front of them. It helps with their breathing. It helps with their digestion. 
and it helps with their self-esteem as well. Um, I can't imagine going through life and wanting to talk to somebody and all I can see are their shoes. So this really makes a huge difference. We have other programs here as well, um, like our home modification department that will go in and build ramps or put in uh, wheelchair accessible showers for people. That's life-changing. Yeah, that's incredible. It really is lifts that will help a person um, one of our clients, they had a stroke and she couldn't help to get him out of the bed. So they they went in, they put a lift in so she could get him out and move him to where he needs to be. Yeah, that's and incredible. So yeah, helping I, people to stay in their own homes, uh, um, not just with disabilities, but for the aging as well. That's incredible. I mean, I, w- I was in a wheelchair at age seven and it was kind of before wheelchair ramps were required. And okay. it was so challenging to get around. I so can't even imagine. Challenging. So, I mean, I, I really firsthand understand how important these things are. And, you know, God forbid any of us should become disabled. Um, but the window between us and that is is actually quite is thinner than we believe. Yes. Oh, and it can happen in an instant, like a stroke or an accident. Like it happens in an instant. Yes. So we t- yeah. take every and, day. Yep. And be and thankful it, for what we have. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jennifer, thank you for the work that you do and all the lives that you touch. And thank you so much for being with us today. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for what you're doing to empower women. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. Please contact me if you're interested in cultivating more vitality at jennifer-helene.com on the contact page. If you know this episode would be of value to your community, please share it on all of your social media channels. Maybe you are a successful working mom who would like to share your story on this podcast. Please visit podcast.jennifer-helene.com backslash podcast-guest to apply. And you might know someone who would be an ideal guest. If so, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. I absolutely love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team in getting the word out about how to realign humanity with purpose. Purposeful Ventures is a company that is helping moms succeed in revitalizing their lives, relationships, businesses, and health. Please join a more personal conversation by working directly with me, joining my private Facebook group or one of my programs. This is Jennifer Helene, and thanks for spending your precious time with me.